Welcome to the Glasgow Girls Club podcast, where we chat to inspirational folks throughout the city about living their best lives and encourage our listeners to grow and glow. Hello and welcome to the GGC podcast. My name is Laura McGuinness and every week I'm out and about in the city interviewing some inspirational folks for you all. On this week's podcast, I catch up with author of three books, including An Angel Walk Beside Me and The Fifty Shades of Tarot, past writer for The Oracle and The Sun and widely acclaimed clairvoyant and tarot master Joan Charles. Chatting about when she first realised she had a gift and her amazingly colourful and celebrated career, Joan also talks about her exclusive offer for the GGC Web Cup members and her upcoming Fifty Shades of Tarot Girls' Night at Versanta. During the podcast, Joan also gives me a doodleology reading. Are you intrigued? Every month in the Glasgow Girls Club Facebook group, Joan will provide one anonymous reading from entries sent in, and she will also provide four exclusively for Web Club members in the GGC magazine as a brand new columnist. So have a listen to the podcast to find out the type of things a simple drawing can tell you about your future. Fancy sending in an entry? For the first Doodleology feature, then send your doodle to hello at glasgowgirlsclub.com before the 5th of September. Now, Joan and I are also looking for suggestions on spooky locations to go to because we're going to do a bit of filming for the GGC vlog. So if you've got any suggestions, send them to the same email address as before and we will go through them and pick out the top place to go and film a kind of spooky day out at. So without further ado, over to the women ourselves. So hello, Joan. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, it's great. Fantastic to be here. You've got an amazing story and you've done so many amazing things. So we want to try and cover it, cover it all, because there's lots coming up with the GGC as well. Uh-huh. So will I give you a quick overview? Yeah, go for a wee quick bio, Joan. <laughs> I um, always intuitive all my life, um, which was fine as a child. Um, you know, I used to sense, feel, see, all of that kind of thing. Didn't yeah. really know what it was about, so... I shelved it at okay. the age of 11. Um, never spoke about it because it just wasn't a discussed topic. And I used to think, if I told my mother, she would think I was off my head, which I still am, actually. I don't know if I'm psychic or psychotic. <laughs> Perhaps a bit of both. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, so I thought if I said anything, I'd end up in... Yeah. Locked up somewhere. Okay. And I think that must have happened in a previous life because I've got a fear of that. Okay. So, um, anyway, never spoke about it. And um, my mum passed when I was about 25. And that was what kind of reignited my interest in all the rest of it. In yeah. the intuitive psychic arena. So I did what most folk do. I went to lots of different things. I went to kind of spiritual churches and um, did kind of... I don't know, a wee bit of research, but in those days there wasn't a lot of courses and things. Okay. So any of my stuff has mainly been kind of, it's been a self-exploring journey. Yeah, I think that's a wee bit more powerful though, Aye. because it's it's self-taught, it's actually really ingrained within you rather than it's something that you've learned. because yeah. I think, you know, books are okay, but you need the, the hands-on experience. Yeah. And so I went and did lots of things, as I say myself. Um, I did a lot of alternative therapies, okay, and one of which was aromatherapy. And I remember, um, look, people used to come there be massaging their back and go, "Do you live next to the water? And does your husband wear a collar and tight as well?" Like that. For God's sake, you get that off of my back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be going, "No, no, no." 
<laughs> just picking it up. But one of um, I get a client I had who her and her husband owned a pub. Okay. So she had come in and she said, "Oh God, we had a group last night." And the group were awful. I need to speak to the agent. Okay. And do you ever know something sticks in your mind? And I was like, that's what I need an agent. God knows why. Okay. Anyway, so I got the name of this agent and I phoned him. And i never forget, it was a Wednesday. So I phoned him up and he said, what do you do? So I kind of briefly told him. And he said, what are you doing this afternoon? I said, I'm going to my work. And he says, I'll come and meet you before you go. And I thought, he's a bit keen. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. So, I met the guy and he blethered away and he said, so tell me about what you do. And he said to me, if you can put and do what you do and put it into a stage show, I'll meet your star. At which point I burst out laughing and said, this isn't game for a laugh and I've got my work to go with. Because <laughs> I thought, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> and I says, what do you mean an act? It's not an act. And he says, but if you format it. Yep. So he says, go away and have a think and come back and we'll chat about it. And he said, um, and if you want to do it, we'd need to go to a recording studio because obviously you've got to learn to speak with a mic and yeah. Yep. So I go home and say to my kids who were like, just eat, mum. You know, because kids are like, just eat, they don't think about yeah, it. Yeah, of course. So the week after I said that was fine. So I um, find myself in a recording studio and I started and he went, oh, wait a minute. I thought you, you never did this before. And I went, I haven't done it before. He went, oh, it's like a doctor water. And see, before I knew it, he had all these pubs and clubs booked. And I, honestly, I never forget the first one, thinking, oh my God, I'm terrified. Who put me here? See me in my big mouth? I should have just never seen oh, anything. Oh, I've got the fear. So the first one was brilliant. And I was like, this is really good. Yeah. So I did a whole kind of host of those. But all along, I kept thinking, there's more to this. And I kept saying to him, I th- I'm going to be in the theatre. And he would go, he didn't care if I was in the circus, he was making money, it didn't really matter what I was doing. <laughs> so after a wee while, we kind of parted company and I did my own organising of um, shows and things. And then at the time I was um, speaking to the Sunday Post about a job, I met this new agent and he used to bring like, big stars from America over. So he said to me, what is it you want to do? And I says, well, have you heard of Doris Stokes, who was a famous medium? And he went, uh-huh. and I went, well, I want to do what she did. And he went, have you done it before? I said, no. And he went, all right. And he says, I'll book the pavilion. At which point, I absolutely nearly collapsed. I was like, <laughs> how many seats is the pavilion again? I don't know if there's, is it between five and 800? Right, okay, brilliant. Well, <laughs> I wasn't brilliant when I thought, oh my God, what have I done? But um, so anyway, the night Julie came and I went along to the pavilion. I'd never been in the pavilion with a sheltered life. <laughs> and um, I looked around and I thought, oh dear God, what's this going to be like? And I said to him, how many people are coming? They said, 200. And I went, oh God, it'll be like peas in the mountain because, you know, the pavilion goes up. Yes. You know? And he said, thank you so lucky, nobody knows you. And I thought, oh my God, that was my first slap down. Oh. So he said, do you want to stand there? And the curtains open, I do you want to come out? And I went, no, I'll just stand there and open the curtains back and I'll fall or do some mad yeah. thing. And I said to him, I just want to know two things. Where's the door and where's the toilet? And he must have thought, she's going to run. She's going for a runner. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, the curtains opened. It was a full house. And I was like, oh my God. So I talked a lot of nonsense for about 10 minutes and I thought, better start. 
But after I did it, it was kind of almost like, well, I should have been doing this all my life. So this was like, a, was this like a clairvoyancy uh-huh, thing? Yeah. So you were mm-hmm. getting messages yeah, for people uh-huh, in the audience? Yeah. That's lovely. So it was really good. And I got the job of the Sunday Post. And I always remember when I went, like, um, I don't know if it was the managing director or whoever, he says to me, so do you think you're getting the job? Well, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say no. I went, yeah, of course I'm getting it. <laughs> so he said, right, we'll just send you some pieces of stuff with focal send you them and we'll test you. And I went, whatever. So they sent me loads of information, um, people asking questions yeah. or whatever, and I got the job. So Brilliant. I worked with them for three years, which was good. And then I thought, there's all, my driver's always been, it's never enough. Okay. So I thought, this isn't enough. And I created a kind of A to Z of how do you tap into your intuition for the corporate world? Okay. So my first company was Cisco Systems, which is like huge... And I always remember thinking, oh my God, I remember I didn't have the money for a loaf and to feed my kids. And now I'm going, you know what, I've got this job with Cisco that is Systems. amazing. So what type of things were you doing for them then? So I was um, working with their sales team and I was doing, um, how for, how can you tune into someone's intuition in a sales capacity? Okay. Because if you can know that person, yeah, you can get the sale basically. Right. Um, so I had them doing, uh, it was probably like to them Star Trek stuff, it was quite way <laughs> out. And one of the guys that was there, he'd been sent up from London to okay. sit in on the training. Okay. And he said, um, this isn't at the wrong level. And I said, this isn't at the wrong level because you wanted top management, not middle management. So, but it was good. So since that, I worked with like Marriott for their HR and um, did development. I did a lot of... Um, you know, like, so we talked about the brand and stuff and yeah. things like um, the, your colours and the, the language of colour and how that has an impact for people. Okay. Work for um, creative companies. I've done quite a lot of versatile things, you know, work, did some work for tenants. Um, I, the CIPD, the C, is it CIPD, the law thing? So I did some okay. of the, 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 the lawyers and all of that. Um, now lawyers and accountants think very left brain so you've got to kind of turn it around so that they understand it yeah um, and we can't say in the corporate world spooky psychic or spiritual but we can say gut feel hunch or intuition okay which is all much of a muchness isn't I, it really but thing. yeah and especially for males males like got a hunch do you know what I mean yeah so, Psychic, they'd be like, that's that woman stuff. Yeah, they would think it's too woo-woo, but actually, when you're saying, everybody knows what their gut instinct is. Absolutely. So would you say then it's so important to tune into your gut instinct? That's what it's all about? Absolutely. I think that your first instinct you get is always your intuition. Okay. So you know how when you meet somebody, you like them instantly or don't? Yeah. But then what happens is we condition that by going, that's terrible, I don't know them, I should really say, give them a chance. Give them a chance. But working in HR, with HR, they've said, if we had a penny for every time we thought, okay, your CV looks okay, however, something doesn't feel right. Okay. You can't say to somebody, yeah. I've got a gut feeling you don't feel right for the job. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you've been in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but later on, you can say, uh, they've said that, you know, the, the, it didn't work out. Or, yeah. And then they've lost all the training money yeah. and all the investment in them. So I would get them to kind of tune in to photographs, signatures, all of that kind of stuff. Yep. So I did that for a wee while. Still do quite a wee bit of that and do kind of one-to-one coaching. But then I got a job with the Sun. 
and I worked for the Sun for in five years, which was amazing. Brilliant. And what was it you were doing for the Sun? So every week we did something called the Oracle. Okay. And it was a pull-out on a Tuesday. So yes. we did everything from, oh, haunted places, auras, um, how to work your intuition, um, everything that we could think about. So could you imagine five years every week of coming up with new stuff? It was phenomenal. Amazing. When I first met my editor, he says to me, I've not seen half of that stuff before. I says, no, you wouldn't have because I created it. But what the way he kind of put it was, there's a lot of stereotypical folk. Okay. You know, they follow the norm, but I, in what I try and stretch it, change it, whatever. Yeah. So that was that was fun, and they were a, an amazing company to work for. I've got to say, brilliant. brilliant. And you know, people have got different views, but it's one of the biggest selling newspapers, and it reaches the folk. Yeah. So the message was getting out there. Yeah. Um, which was great. And while I worked for the Sun, I produced my own tarot deck, which they also supported. Okay. And I wrote the first book, which was an angel walk beside me. Wow. So that was about kind of my own psychic experiences and experiences of parents who had kids who were intuitive when all kids are intuitive. Yes, I've heard this. I've heard that all kids up to a certain age right. are really... If you encourage them. Yes. But then you get a lot of parents going, oh, that's ridiculous, grow up. And, and that kind of kills things off. Okay. So I did that and then I left the sun. That must be nearly five years now. Okay. And since that, I've done all my... Well, I still do my shows... Um, do loads of the readings um, still do coaching wrote another book Fifty Shades Tarot Brilliant. wrote the Grand the Pirate Adventure uh, Pirate Adventure aye so yeah that's try to keep it brief you've actually been so busy <laughs> so how many years John have you been in the industry for is it 35 36 aye round about that aye that is what I mean what a career I know and there's still so much to come but <laughs> every day must be so different for you I don't like the same or the same. I like change and, you know, I don't like it to be boring. Yeah, mix and it And I do up. try and challenge things a wee bit. Okay. So, hence the reason we're going to do... I used to work for um, Up and Unlimited magazine and The Drum. Okay. Where we did the CEO sent in a doodle. Right. Which is something that we're going to talk about. Yes, yeah, so so let's chat about the doodleology then. Because when I first met you, I had no idea what doodleology was and it's... It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's just something that I'd never come across, but it's it's, it's so unique to you. Well, I created <coughs> the name Doodleology because um, there's a there's a, a doctor in America, and his name is Robert Burns, not like a Robert Burns. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, he put it in a quite a good way because you know when you're getting your eat like the brain is it an ECG type thing? No, that's the heart. You know when they test the, the the brain pulses and things? Right, okay. So when you hold a pen, yeah. the electrical pulses go to your hand. Okay. And that also, you know, the movement uh-huh. is important. But really what you're getting is from the subconscious. So whatever you draw or write is kind of like the subconscious as well. So there's underlying hidden messages in that. Okay. And Freud, was, eh, not Freud, well Freud, but mainly Jung was one of the forefathers of like doodles and working with them for clients and patients because it brought to the surface things that they wouldn't maybe talk about or know. So they would go, you know, they would discuss the doodle. Right. But I've done that for magazines, for newspapers and things, and it's it's fun, but it 
you know, well, you know yourself from the first one that we did, yes. was, it gave the information. It was incredibly spot on. And actually what's so exciting is that you're going to be our columnist for our GGC magazine, Doing Doodleology. And it'll be great for the folk to send in their wee doodles oh, and see what comes up from it. So much fun. And we'll do we'll do one every month in the group as well because I just think the whole thing is really fun. And also if people have never really sort of connected with someone as intuitive as yourself, it's quite a nice wee kind of step into mm-hmm. it just to experience it and not feel scared or, you know, because some people are dead nervous before they Absolutely. get a reading or they go their first reading. But I think I'm the type of person that I just love it all. Like, and I totally believe in it all. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think it's uh, it's brilliant. So before we did the podcast, I did a wee doodle for mm-hmm. you, just so that yeah. the listeners can understand the types of things that come out of a doodle mm-hmm. reading. So I drew a flower. You did. With a sun. So what in was fact, it do? you know what you could do? You could maybe take a picture of this and put it on. I'll do that. I'll do that. Because it means that they can see it. Okay. <laughs> so we've got this big, um, in the middle of the page, there's this huge flower um, with these large petals, which is lovely. Now, the first thing about it is it's right in the centre and you've taken up most of the page here. Okay. So your stuff just now is very prominent. It's growing. You've, the flower is about blossoming. It's about things coming to fruition. Okay. That's very relevant. Now, in the centre, and I don't know if you'll see this, but can you see here, it's kind of like, this almost sits as if it's like a wee pond. It's like a wee lily pond. Yes, I can see that. <laughs> and here it looks like a, am I allowed to say? Um, say whatever you want. Yeah, absolutely, of course. Because <laughs> it looks like a wee baby that's lying on that. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. Isn't it? So it's been nurtured. And, ah. Um, can you see it's just been fed and it's lovely sitting there? That is so crazy, actually. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I didn't know whether... Oh, yeah. No, I know. So okay for, anyone, for anyone listening, I'm actually currently pregnant, so this <laughs> all totally makes sense. And it also looks like a heart. If you can look at the wee dots, the way that they've been... Oh, it does, yeah. So this baby, obviously, is supported with love. Yes. You know, and you're not just growing your business, you're growing this wee soul... And the business is going to be, obviously, for your family. Okay. You've got the sun in the corner that is nurturing because it's <laughs> facing towards the flower. Yeah. So things just now um, are in full bloom. There's something, um, which I see now, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So you've got 12 petals. Okay. To me, that represents the months of the year. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, one of the petals, but is a bit... It's a bit kind of dodgy looking. Yeah, yeah it's dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something about, um, in all businesses, there are times or a situation or something that pops up that yeah. doesn't go right. Of course. So there's something that's going to be quite a niggle. Okay. okay. And something that perhaps could be a challenge that you thought was a fit, but might not be a fit. Okay. But it'll not be something that can't be resolved. Okay. 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 So I don't know if that's happening or happened okay. or it's still something that's to come. Okay. Does that make sense? Interesting, yes. Mm-hmm. But your other months, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of the months um, are very fruitful. Okay. So you've got three that are, I would say, two of them in particular are a little bit more relaxed, which you'll need. Okay. But one is going to be quite a kind of messy month. Right, okay. okay. Interesting. But, um, yeah. Wow, I mean, and all that from a drawing, which is incredible and does sound spot on. So, 
Okay, wow, right. So <laughs> I will post that below and then we'll get members to send in theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, you chat away and if anything else comes up here. Right, uh, you also do signatures, don't you? I do signature analysis. So someone writes uh-huh. a signature. And photographs. Um, having said that, um, it wouldn't be nice for somebody to send a photograph to almost spy on someone else. So yes. we need to do that with somebody's permission yeah. and have a question. Um because you know, there is there is a, a kind of respect, you know, and it's oh, like of course. you know, you don't overstep boundaries and things. But signatures, photographs, profiles and doodles and all of that. So that you would all get kind of similar types uh-huh. of readings yeah. as you've mm-hmm. just done. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So funny enough your your son's got nine um nine points coming off of it. So again, um, there's a lot of interesting things. There's a lot of things that you've not got to yet, but yeah. you're in the process of. Okay. So it's like work in progress. Yeah. Um, and it's still to be defined because the rest of your page is empty. So that says that, yes, you're standing there, you're making your mark, but there are things to fill in. So you've got quite a lot of blank canvas. Ah, uh, that's nice. So that's I like that. Yeah, that's lovely. Wow, thank you so much. That is brilliant. So... John, what age were you when you realised that you had this gift? I know that you said that you've you shelved it, but what age were you? It must you? have been about, well, I would say between five and seven. Five and seven. And at that point, because obviously with clairvoyancy, you're getting spirits coming from the other side. At that point, were, were you experiencing that? Yeah, I'd had that as well. Was that but, scary? Oh, I For me, it was, because you don't know what it is. Yeah. You don't know what it is. And again, we didn't speak about it. So when you can't speak about something and have a proper understanding... You're wondering what is actually going on. And do they, how do people come through to you? Because it always really interests me. Is it in your mind's eye? Mm-hmm. Is it like yeah. you can see them? You know how sometimes you daydream? Yes. And you have this wee image going on in your head? Yes. It can be like that. You can see them, but it can be in your head. And you can hear, but it's not the way we are talking. Okay. Um, And there's a sensing of things as well. But everybody yeah. has that little go, oh, I don't feel good in this place. Yes. Or... You know, when you're buying a house, you go and you go, this is the one. Yes. You know, things like that. Yeah. Um, and it's just about tuning into the initial signals. Yeah. And knowing that that's your gut, that's your intuition. Um, anything else is conditioning on top of that. Okay. And that's why people go, I had a feeling if only. But they try and condition it. Yes. Which puts the intuition to the side. Yep. So your right brain is your intuitive, creative brain. Okay. That's where the ideas come in. Yeah. Your left brain cultivates the ideas and brings it to fruition. Okay. So we need the whole brain. Yes. Um, to make things work. So one isn't good without the other. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing, right? So tell us about your two books, because that, what an achievement. Did you say three books? Did you write a... Three. So tell us about your three books, because what an achievement that is to write even one book. So the first one, um, An Angel Walked Beside Me, is very much about um, intuitive psychic experiences growing up like that. Okay. And um, meeting parents who have children and don't understand how to help them. Okay. And how to nurture them along because the fear gets in the way. And yeah. if adults have fear, that is transported to the children. Of course. So really, it's, you know, just keep it natural and grounded. There's yeah. nothing um, scary or anything about it. It's just... There's more things in the world than heaven and earth. Yes. Basically. Yes. Then Gran and the Pirate Adventure um, was just a wee children's storybook that I wrote. I did my 
tarot deck, which was something I'd always dreamed about. So, so you've actually created your own deck. We'll only have a look at them then. So how do they differ from other? Well, just they differ because every person that does tarot yep. has their own theme. Okay. You know, so um, it's, about, it's about creating the theme that you want. Okay. So I did it in conjunction with a, a student okay. at the college. And she did a fabulous job. And what I'll do is I'll send you some pictures. Oh, lovely. That'd be great. But they've gone to Japan, they're going to Germany, they're going to Canada, all over the place. So that's been great. And then I did the um, the Fifty Shades of um, Tarot. Okay. Okay. Um, which is really kind of, I was looking at the major arcana. Yes. In conjunction with the essential side of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's going really well. There was a speaker in London at a tarot um, event, and it went down fantastic. And that is fantastic for like a hen parties and ladies nights. We can imagine nights, that would be a real laugh. Which is what we're going to do. We are going to do that on the tenth of October. That's right. In the brilliant Versanta. So uh-huh. I will also post the details to that event. But what types of things then can people expect from that? Because obviously it's going to be a real laugh, but you're actually able to tell them things yeah. depending on what tarot they yeah. pick. So depending on what major tarot card that they get, it's about that um, sensual side of life and yeah. uh, the desires and all of that. So it'll be real fun, entertaining. Uh, you need to be over 18 and you need to be up for a laugh. Of course. But it's course. very, very different. So. so, so I take it you were inspired by Fifty Shades of yeah, Grey. Uh-huh. So, how soon after Fifty Shades of Grey then did you develop this kind of concept? Well, do you know I've been doing this for uh, a number of years. But right, okay. The fact that I was going to do this conference in London, I thought I'm going to do. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm going to do a quick book, and it was done in a couple of months. So it must have been like all there. Aye. Yep. Um, but no, it was great fun. So I really enjoyed that and. I don't know, there might be more in the back of that. Yeah. But again, it's like always creating something different. Yeah. So it's going to be a great night and we can put a wee bit more about that, you know, when we're Yeah, oh, absolutely. I so, don't want to give away too much no. now, but it'll be hilarious and brilliant, but also very expert and skilled <laughs> from yourself. So. And we, we, it is limited. Yes. So the tickets are going to go very quickly because we've only got 44 tickets. 44 max, yeah. So it'll be quite... Um, I already know a handful of girls that will book as well, so we can chop that night down. <laughs> so that's going to be good. So I'm looking forward to that. And then um, we've got a tarot deal. We've got a tarot. So tell us about, so you are a partner. Joan as well has been a columnist for the magazine. You're a partner now. So we're doing different deals for Web Club mm-hmm. members. So tell us a wee bit about them. So what we're going to do is, normally my readings are £45 and they take half an hour. Yep. So if you book a, a group and there's four or more paying, Yes. the hostess or the host gets free. Brilliant. And the party or the group get it for £40 instead of £45. Brilliant. If, they want, if the host um, wants to buy the book, yep. instead of £8.99, they can get it for £6.99. Brilliant. So that's a good wee deal um, to kickstart as well. That's a brilliant deal. And because I think like, moving forward as well, what you were saying about the business, because the business side of the web club would be mm-hmm. great to do like consultancy, yeah, intu- uh-huh. intuitive consultancy or whatever, because that would be another great thing because it's something that I had never even considered before. But for someone who believes so much 
in the spiritual side of things, for me not to have even considered that is quite a surprise. So other people must yeah, be the of same. Course. Well, we could do things like um, the language of colour, how it, you know how it connects with your branding. Yeah, we can look at imagery. Yes, and what's behind the imagery, um, pulling things together. Also, things like the way that you use your fonts and how you use that. Yeah. Um, and we could play about with because I used to do something where you tune into somebody's business card. Oh, I so love that. we could do that. So we could maybe do a workshop. Yes. Um, and we can discuss, you know, when you think or do a wee date for that. But there's lots of coaching that yes. could be done on the back of that as well, just to help folk in different aspects of their business, you yeah, know. Absolutely. Um, how to move forward and visioning and all of that. Absolutely. And what you mentioned about the sales, because obviously sales is so integral to every business. So absolutely. if you can essentially, I guess, tap into your customer mm-hmm. and yeah. know how best to speak to them, absolutely. then that's going to obviously drive sales. So that is so powerful. And another thing that we talked about doing was doing a kind of spooky visit oh, for the vlog <laughs> we're going to do a wee spooky visit for halloween okay so what we were looking for was maybe ideas within yes, a kind of glasgow ideas. area yeah so if anybody has a kind of idea of somewhere that they think might be good to go and visit yeah that we can wander around kind of freely without maybe needing permission because permission sometimes takes quite a bit of time to get yes you don't have to be inside a building to get um the vibes you can do that from outside yes um, so that would be great for, can you imagine the crisp, wintry, oh. Halloween-y? I'll be hiding behind you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking, George. <laughs> you can come and jump out, Finn. <laughs> come and protect us. That's hilarious. So tell us then, and those kind of spooky, because you've, you've done these things before mm-hmm. and you've been to different old yeah. hospitals and what is it, because I know exactly what you're feeling and saying, because when you walk into a room... I used to have it at my parents' house that would walk into the room and I'd always walk about in the dark and they created an ensuite in their bedroom and whenever I walked into the room there was an area before you got to ensuite that I would walk around oh. and it wasn't like I felt there was anything bad but I just felt there was something there uh-huh. so I walked around it all the time would always walk around it so and when you walk in somewhere you do think oh you like it or you don't That's don't right. you uh-huh. and it's the same with someone else's energy who's living you can see it a mile off and you think, oh, God, mm-hmm. here we go. Give them a wide Give birth. Them a wide birth. <laughs> but how is it then? So what do what do you experience when you go into a situation like that? Well, I suppose you experience, there's a lot, it depends what, you know, what, what is there. But first of all, you're getting the kind of, the energy, the lay of the land yes. type of thing. What does the whole area feel like? Is it comfortable? Is it uncomfortable? Is it just not feel great? Yeah. Um, so we did Raven's Craig Hospital in Green. I took some of the, the, the group and we went round and we experienced lots of different things. Somebody, okay. could, somebody could see you know, things at the window and that the energy was not the best, not the greatest, because of just I think there was a lot of kind of unhappy things happened there. Right, okay. So you start to pick that up. Um, and it's important before you do something like that to ground yourself, obviously. Okay. Um, it's kind of like preparation for your work. Okay. Um, and then when you finish grounding yourself again. Right. So because it had great grounds, we were able to stick, you know, feet in the, the grass and yes. just kind of tune back down again or kind of earth back down. Yeah. But no, there was an awful lot. And people, we did it on um, Facebook Live. Okay. So people going, I can see, 
and oh my god and, oh, and you know really? loads of different okay, things so that, that is good. so good yeah um, so somebody had like you were talking about yeah that, and they're saying oh joan mary said blah 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 and i go all oh, right okay and then kind of tuning ah, into that I as like well that. that's a good so, idea uh, yeah, so that would be good if we could get a really interesting location. Location. That would be excellent. There must be so many around Glasgow. For the loads. Ideally somewhere that's not been done to death, excuse the pun. Yeah. <laughs> you want somewhere that's a bit... <laughs> a bit... <laughs> fun shake, as you said. He's <laughs> like, oh no, man. Man, oh man. <laughs> somewhere that's... Um, yeah. Now, I think we spoke about, is it, I can't remember if it's Heart Hill Hospital or somewhere like that, but it's somewhere that's just got that vibe about it that you know you're going to get lots. Okay, Because yes. you want a variety of stuff. You yeah. Know? Um, but I'm sure there'll be loads of interesting folk will write in with oh, ideas. There's probably businesses or people that feel as though they're in their own there. Yeah, there's yeah. something in their own. I'm sure we're going to get an absolute that's influx. Good. We could do that. So it'll be interesting. We could do that as a, yeah. as a once a month something. Oh, I love it. So, um, but yeah, because um, when I was at the sun, we did the arches as well. Oh, interesting. So tell us about that then, because actually I had in my head, oh, the arches, I bet you there's stuff I, in there. And how was yeah. that? Um, the arches was okay. Um, there was certainly stuff there, and we picked up quite a lot. Um, a lot of children there. Right. A lot of children there from years gone by. Um, but do you know one of the, the most spooky places I ever went to was a place called um, the Labyrinth right. Pub in Edinburgh. Okay. And it is like a labyrinth. There's so many wee ducats. Okay. Oh, I, I'm trying to think of a word that would properly describe it, apart from yuck, but it wasn't the best energy at all. Oh, really? And apparently, that, and I didn't know that, um, down the stairs in one of these kind of wee bar areas, the back wall had at some point caved in. Right. And um, and hit backs onto the dungeons. Okay. And all the underground things. Right. Um, so you can imagine all the stuff there. Yes, because Mary, Mary, uh, Mary Queen's Close, is it? Mary King's Close. That's like the underground yeah. city in Edinburgh, isn't uh, it? Where they had, was it the Lurkey that they had? Do you know, I've got to be honest, I've been there and it didn't. Really? No, it didn't. For me, the pub was probably up there. Um, the Arches was another good place. Um, I went to Jura. Okay. Um, and I did a wee thing for the distillery there. Right. That was quite good. Uh, where else did we go? Because we did lots of interesting places. We went to, there's an air raid shelter out at, oh, heck. It's out towards St Andrews. Okay. And Strother. Right, okay. Um. There's a lot of old stuff there, which I would think, God, that would make me jump, let alone anything else. Yeah. But it was okay, but not overly. Not overly. So some places, I think, do you know something? The energy is absolutely fine. Yeah. Another place I go, oh, no, the energy is not fine. Not good. So that's basically the difference between maybe happy happiness and unhappiness. Yeah. And do you see when you go into these situations, because obviously, you know, the spirits talk to you, do you have... If you go in a bad place and there's a horrible energy, do you have some of them trying to communicate with you or is it more just kind of old energy that... It's, I mean, in any old building, you will pick up residual energy because yeah. people have been there, their energy's there. Yeah. Um, I try not, no, I wouldn't encourage that energy in. That's, no. That's a no. So you can block that? I, I would block that. Okay. But I just know and get the information, yeah. but I'm not allowing that. No. Because I just, it's not my place to work. I just... Um, 
I'd rather work the higher, the yeah, light. Of course. And keep it there. Yeah. And just send light to the places that need it. Yes. You know, because um, it's just not my bag. Um, so keeping it pure. Yes. And, and doing what you can to help there. Absolutely. Oh, wow. What I mean, what a story and what a journey. <laughs> I know, and that's all been in, what, 20 minutes, half an hour. But it feels as if, you know, when you talk about it, and I actually only reconnect, because I don't, I kind of just think, I'm doing, doing what I'm doing now. You kind of forget all of the things. And it's a strange thing that happened at the weekend. One of the one of my group are learning the tarot. Okay. So last week, um, the guy said, well, there's something here for you. It's about recognition. I went, all oh, right, recognition, you know, whatever. Okay. But one of the, the there's an author, and she's an absolute modern-day guru okay. of tarot, and she's an inspiration. And she did a review of my Fifty Shades book. Right, what's her name? Her name is Bella Ben, Bella ben Wayne. Okay. I'll send it to you. Okay. And at the weekend, so as a, a thank you, I sent her a deck of my tarot cards yeah. a few weeks ago. So yesterday on Instagram, she posted a look-see of Joan Charles's tarot. And I was like, oh my God. And I just didn't expect it. I thought, that's a nice bit of recognition. That's lovely. So I said to him, you're just learning, but that was a brilliant piece of information. So he said that in advance mm-hmm. of that happening. That's mm-hmm. amazing. So can people actually learn oh, yeah. to teach tarot with you? Well, I, I teach tarot from introduction, intermediate, um, advanced and masters. So they come and they learn and, and they're great. They are great because I make it easy and simple, but 30 odd years of learning the tarot, oh. I try to condense it and make it easy for them. Yep. Um, but yeah, I've taught loads of folk tarot, loads of folk um, psychic development, and I teach mediumship, so. That's so, so good. And another thing that I was going to ask you as well, Joan, obviously, because the people that are coming to you to learn tarot, they've got open minds. Yeah. And they've obviously, they're in tune with their own intuition. Do you ever, because I know some people that are like, so, like, they just don't believe in it all, and, and that's obviously fine, that's up to them. So maybe they've had a reading and they've come away thinking, oh, you know, no, it was rubbish, blah, blah, blah. And I, but I think to myself, I wonder if it's because you're so closed off to it that it would be hard for a person to read. Is that is that ever a possibility? Um, well, if they've had... So if somebody comes to me and I can't read them, yeah. I put cards out twice. If it doesn't work, I'll say, it's not going to work. Okay. Um, and I wouldn't take somebody's money. If it's not going to work, you don't take their money. Yeah. Um, if somebody comes and you know they've been deliberately... I'll just say, so if I put them out and it doesn't work, you're not getting a reading. Yes. They change their tune because really you're taking away that barrier. If you want a reading, come open-minded. If you don't want a reading, there's no point. You're wasting your time, your yeah. energy, your money, and you're wasting my time as well. Yeah. And I, at this stage in life, I'm like, ah, I'm not going to do that. No, quite right. So you're coming open-minded. Sometimes there's there are times when people can't be read. Okay. And that can be because... Maybe there's nothing to tell them. Life is okay. Okay. Maybe something's going on with them that their energy's not settled enough. Okay. And in which case, I would say, come back in a week or a fortnight. It's all going to be grand. Okay. Um. Typically, for me, people don't come who don't believe. Yes. Um. I don't seem to attract because I, I well I just wouldn't put it away, but I yeah. don't attract that. That's good. Um. And all sorts of things come out in the reading, but for me, the reading is about proof. Yeah, it's very important that the person understands because you could be sitting there making it up, talking a lot of nonsense. Yeah. 
So I start from the past. This is what's happened in the past. If I can't tell you about the past, how can I possibly tell yeah, you about the future? future? Right. So we start in the past, then we look at where you're at just now, and then we go to what's happening or, or what you could do. I'm not there to say do or don't do because it's not my path. Yeah. I'm there to say the guidance is if you go that way, this is what you're going to get. If okay. you go that way, that's what you'll be. Okay. But the choice is the person's. Yep. And I think that it's important that you don't take on somebody's responsibility. That's their choice. Yep. You know, unfortunately, some people want you to do that, but we've all got our own path to walk, and it's yeah. important that they make their own choices. Absolutely. Uh, but typically, you know, and I'm very grateful that I have good readings and I get great feedback, and I've got a good, I just have a good track record. And, and you'd like to keep that, that's yeah, important. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're super gifted, so... Well, I think everybody's gifted. It's just tapping into it. I think we've, we're all gifted in different ways. I just think this is just the thing that I chose. And so, but I, I would, you know, like some people who come and learn things, I try and encourage them or take them to my shows to come and do a message. Okay. They're like rabbits in the headlight, but it's good experience because I never got that. Yeah. And I think it's nice to be able to support and help them to get out and start their journey as well. Yeah, I know, absolutely. And then another thing that someone said to me, like, I've got a friend who really, really wants to read in, but she's so scared that she's going to hear really bad news. So I'd said to her, I don't think it's, I think it's against the code of ethics, or So is that true that you can I would never. Um, you're not there to tell people bad news. Yeah. If there is something, you you delicately wrap something up that it doesn't come out the yeah. right way. Yeah, and any of my students will say to you, "Oh, she's big on delivering the message because I'm like that." Do not tell somebody something that is going to upset them. Yeah, or they go away and they worry about that. Yeah. That's totally wrong. Yeah, but the horror stories of people that do that are like, "Oh my God, it would shock you." Really? And I just think there's no respect for the person. No. No consideration for their emotions. No. And that's why I say you don't know who's sitting in front of you. You need to work things very carefully. Yeah. Remember, somebody's watching your facial expressions. Yeah. So if you go, oh my god, they're like, yeah, is no, that a good oh my god, yeah, yeah. oh my uh-huh. god. And if I do that, I go, don't worry, it's great. And then I go, you know, because you have to make them settle. Yes. But uh, you're not there to deliver bad news. No. Neither are you there to talk about, and this happens quite often. People say, when such and such going to go? I think, a that was, <laughs> that's between them and the maker. Yeah. And, why would you even consider that question? Oh, and I can't believe people ask that. I do. I do. Um, now, sometimes it's because they don't want to see somebody suffering. Yeah. However, it's still not... It's still it's too, too big a... It's no. not an appropriate question. Yeah. Um, but everybody is different, sure, and it's just, that's just my view on it. Yeah. You know, everybody has their own um, things, and um, I, I'm not there to judge, but I... If I'm teaching somebody, I'm teaching them the right way. I'm not yeah. teaching them to go out there and, and create, you know, upset for somebody else's life. No, because you know what it's like, if someone's, to- they might take it, like, obviously, probably would take it completely as gospel, and if they've been given real bad news, then that'll, they'll focus on that then until it happens. Well, I know two girls that used to come to me all the time, they went to somebody else and this person told them something horrific, and the girl phoned me and she went, oh my God, we've just been to X. Yeah. And she said, this is what she said. And I went, well, number one, that's a lot of rubbish because no ethical professional person would tell you that. Number two, that could worry her. Imagine you get such bad news, you walked out in front of Oh God, I know. Yeah. Honestly, I know. Come on. I know. 
it's but so wrong you know? and I think it's there's too much sensationalism yeah there's too many people who also think oh god I've done such and such in a week and I'm great at it and they don't care what comes out yeah and I think that oh, I'm just big on please don't upset anybody it's wrong yeah you can't there's no other way about it it's just wrong it's just, it is just wrong it. and that's in every walk of life isn't it absolutely that's a, you know whether you've actually got like lots of information to give someone or whether it's just you know another business that you do you just should have a good morals shouldn't you absolutely. and then that's how you should live I think it's about respect for that person and where they absolutely. are absolutely you know, and you have to have empathy yeah if you don't have empathy and also if you don't know your craft don't go out and kid on you know what you're talking about when no. you actually don't know the tarot or you don't know what you're doing because that's damaging. It's damaging to people who really, really do, isn't Absolutely. it? Because if someone gets a, a bad reading or something that they just, you know, they've not been given any proof of the past, the future doesn't make sense, and they're going to tell people that. Absolutely. And it's really, so yeah, I can understand why that's something that would be very, very frustrating for you and your industry. But then there's, like, there's good stories as well. There's fun stories, like kind of things like just the way that people would have been with them and... um hate names that they would have called or sayings that they would have said and, and all of that. It's so reassuring for people, isn't it? Especially Aye. when they want to hear from people. Do you love what you do? Absolutely love it. And there's so much more to come. I can just... Yeah. I've got another... Um, I'm developing... Oh, I developed a wee box thing. It's um, the Universal Messages thing. Oh, nice. And that's beautiful. So you pick a wee message and, and you put your wee wish out there. But there's another thing I'm just kind of developing, hopefully before Christmas so lovely so it's going to be haggis that's her dog by the way it's no us yeah I know that's not a pet name for George could you imagine listen thank you so much for being on the no, podcast that was, that was such a lovely chat and it's so good to hear like actually you know from the other side how it feels to uh -huh. be in your shoes and to have all these experiences because I think it's amazing. I oh, know it's it is it's wonderful and I just it's such a it's such a passion and I say to people see the day I lost that is the day I shouldn't be doing it. Do you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know what it's like. It's time to stop because you should have that passion and drive. And if you don't have, there's something missing. Yeah. So, but for now, it's still there and in the bags and loads of bags. Full steam ahead. Mm -hmm. Full steam ahead. Well, we're so looking forward to the event. So I'll yes. get that posted underneath this Good. podcast and the offers and everything. And the doodleology, it's just going to blow people's minds, I think. Well, we'll have plenty of folk sending in. You know, you've uh -huh. been inundated, so that's good. Inundated we... with lovely pictures. Aye, plenty to start with. Well, thank you, Joan, and we'll be catching up with you soon. Thanks, Laura. <laughs>